Hello guys, welcome back to Daily Devo with Sarah. It's your host Sarah. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope that you guys had a fantastic weekend and that you're braced for the weekend ahead of us. I mean, weekday, <laughs> like I wish. Um, okay, so today I decided that I'm going to do something a little bit different. So rather than doing a Devo, I'm going to read you a poem. And the reason why I decided to do this is as I was briefly prepping for the Devo for today, um, I realized that I just honestly did not have much to say about the topic. It's not that I didn't feel knowledgeable about the topic. It's not that I didn't like the topic. It's just I couldn't imagine myself even as I was like skimming through the verses and the paragraphs from the author's input just didn't have much to say about it it's just simple as that and like I didn't want to go through the pain of trying to tease out something where I knew I don't have much to say about it and then have you guys painfully listen to that too you know that serves no parties so obviously I don't want this to be a regular thing and it's not going to be but yeah, just for today, I'm giving myself a pass. So hope you guys understand. And like, if you guys have your own copy of the Devo, then, you know, of course, you're welcome to like, look at it and go through the Devo yourself. But I'm skipping it for today. But at the same time, I wanted to put out something in, you know, replacement of my regular Devo episode. So I decided, okay, why not share like a something I wrote recently and you know I'm journaling every day I'm not gonna read that because that's obviously personal but I did write a poem recently where I feel like pretty content like I edited it like after I initially wrote it and then I feel like it's just at an okay place now um and you guys this is like my first time sharing my poem with anybody well at least in public because every time I wrote a poem I did share it with like my friends so it's not like I've always kept like my writing pieces a secret or anything, but not on like a public platform or any sort of a social media platform. So yes, this is me just trying to be brave and vulnerable because you know what I mean? Like it's always a little bit nerve wracking to put out your writing out there for people to see. And because you know, like it's now up for scrutiny and people are going to interpret it a different way and then interpret you a certain way and that's one reason like why i've always just like kept my writing pieces to myself too even though i wanted to just kind of put it out there um but i guess today's my opportunity okay um at least in terms of my poem writing background i'm no poet obviously but then i guess it all began in sixth grade when my the reading specialist at the school would take like a few kids who were interested in writing a poem, had them write a poem and then like put it into like a data, like submit it to some sort of like a publisher where like this publisher would gather all the poems of elementary school kids poems and like put it out there at the end of the year. Um, that's when it started for me. And I remember it being really sad <laughs> and it's sad again today. But um, yeah, like ever since then, you know, whenever I would journal and I feel like I start to like get into this like zone all of a sudden of using metaphors and whatnot. And it starts to sound a little bit like something you would produce in an English class. <laughs> I would just open up a Google Doc and transfer those ideas into what sounded like a poem. So here's what I have. And I got to give credit to where I got the ideas for the poem. 
Um, so in the month of January, I read four books because it was my 2023 goal to read at least four books per month. And I better get on that with February because it's a short month and I haven't started any. But then, yeah, like two of the books that I read in the month of January are memoirs by two of my childhood, like favorite childhood singers. One of them is Jewel and the other one is Lacey Sturm, who used to be called Lacey Mossy before she got married. But Jewel Kilcher, I started listening to her in third grade. Um, and then Lacey Sturm when she was, when I was, I mean, in sixth grade. She used to be part of a band called Flyleaf. Maybe you guys are familiar with that. It's like kind of like a metal band, rock, whatever. Um, and they weren't a Christian band in that they made songs about Jesus. But then all of the members were Christian. And they decided to represent themselves like that on purpose because they wanted to make presence at you know like festival music festivals and reach people like who would not know god and jesus but then they wanted to with their lyrics and songs and their just whole music like you know have opportunity to like reach people and share about the love of god which is so cool um but anyway yeah like i both of those people jewel and flyleaf went through a really really hard life growing up as a child and i actually want to encourage you guys to read both of those books on your own as well whether you know them or not for me it obviously meant a lot because i knew them ever since i was like not even in the age of like double digits you know not lacy stern but you know jewel and it's not that like those music genres necessarily were appealing to me you know but then the lyrics meant everything to me like they oh my gosh like i can't i still listen to their music sometimes just out of like nostalgia um because i have like a nostalgia playlist on spotify and sometimes i just get in the mood i'm like i need to bring my childhood back for some reason but um both of their lyrics are so raw and so from the heart. You could feel it. Like, and for me to like know their stories and, you know, now and listen to their songs. Oh, it's a pretty like amazing experience. I wish I could describe it better. But um, yeah, like they wrote a lot of like how they survived this world. And like um, Flyleaf, Lacey Sturm specifically, you know, her relationship with God is so beautiful and in her songs without necessarily mentioning God. But anyway, um, my inspirations for my poem was from reading both of those musicians' books, their memoirs. And they have a lot to say about pain. And we all went through different kind of pains, me and Lacey Sturm and Jewel. But yeah, I was able to like take their language and take their, you know, experiences plus like fuse it with mine and make it into a poem. So this is my poem that I'll read out loud and uh, let me know what you guys think. Okay, so the title of the poem is In Love With My Toxic Husband. Here we go. He wraps himself. Sorry, what a what a fail. <laughs> That's the first line of my poem. Okay, I'm gonna redo. He wraps his arms around me and kisses me like he always does. He reminds me how lucky I am to have him in my life. I'm the realest thing you know, he reminds me. I can't help but protest, albeit nervously. But you're not. My voice quivers a little. Will he get mad? 
instantly regretting opening my mouth at all. I'm ready to embrace the sting from the slap across my face. But he takes no action. Instead, he smirks. You won't find anyone else who loves you the way I do. I feel my fists curling together tightly and the pure rage surging in my heart at his confidence. But I can't help agreeing with him. In that very moment, I am reminded of our wedding. He had told me then too, Baby, you're mine and you won't find anyone else who loves you the way I do. I don't recall consenting to the marriage. I had a lot of reservations about this relationship. But that's how we became exclusive. And from that point on, our relationship soon became undeniably toxic. My husband and I, we have spent so much time together. I know I need to leave him, but he's all I've ever known. I've left everyone else for him, and we've become too intimate. My husband's name is Payne. He found me 15 years ago in my helplessness and held me in his arms ever since. He told me he was here to stay, that he'd protect me, that he won't leave me like everyone else. He keeps me restless, but I also find comfort in his company. He's just so familiar to me. He's my home. I'm an empath for my husband. I'm so addicted to him that when he's not around, I'll find him in other people. No one makes me feel alive and human like he does. I miss the lovers I had told to fuck off. Trust, vulnerability, joy. My husband reminds me regularly that they will never have been as loyal to me as he will always be. I'm in love with my husband. He's loyal and he's abusive. But he's the realest thing I know. He's the last thing I felt and he's the last time I felt. Okay, so that's the end of my poem. And <laughs> I have no idea like whether you guys are like, how cringe or not. But that is my work. Um, and yeah, like, you know what my reflection was after I wrote this poem? I was like, wow, like the fact that I was able to like write that like depressing thing, <laughs> it re really made me reflect, okay, I still need a lot of healing, clearly from like everything I've gone through. And I'm not going to deny it, you guys. Like, and you guys know if you're one of those people who like, you can show up to this world every day smiling and acting like you're all good. But like inside, you know what I mean? There's a lot going on. And I know that's the thing with me. And you know, like, honestly, until recently, I didn't know that like, I still had so much to heal from because I've tried to like brush all my pain under the rug. You know, I've in the past, like gone to therapy, I've prayed over like everything I went through with my mentors and, you know, I thought I was okay. But then when I emotionally examine myself, I mean, examine my emotional self, I have to come to admit that like, wow, like I'm not completely healed. And how does this like impact my faith and how does this you know in any way like influence my relationship with god because as a christian like shouldn't i be okay shouldn't i be perfectly content and at peace with god because you know if god is so good as he says he is and i'm pursuing him and i'm in a relationship with him then what is pain doing in my life right and it's almost like you know i don't know if you guys ever like went through this as a christian but i almost felt guilty and shameful for having pain i felt like i didn't i wasn't 
giving God my pain. I wasn't trusting him to take it away and to fully heal me inside and out. Um, and so, you know, like when I had thoughts like that, it would drive me away from God and it would make me less likely to go to God in prayer for healing and for God to just listen to me, for God to be a listening ear and like invite him to do work in me. Um, and you know what I realized, like, that's the work of the enemy. Like, I don't think God will ever come to any of his children when they approach him to be healed in their brokenness and weakness and say, you hear again? Like, I cannot imagine that being the God, at least the God that I know. And yet that is the version that I had of God for the longest time in my recent, like, you know, half a decade of life. Um, it was very this like twisted, skewed, like invented image of God that I had created in my mind. And if anything, I feel bad that, to God that like I allowed the devil to paint him in such an image when I know from the word that God is all loving and like he is patient with my pain and that he's here to hear me out. But then I thought he would reject me like everyone else because I'm used to having my pain like dismissed and like, you know, being like labeled as sensitive, being labeled as, you know, high maintenance <laughs> emotionally. And you know what? Like, if that is true, like that is who I own myself to be. But then how am I going to work with this going forward? And you know what? I decided like, me like writing this poem was something that was like a powerful move for me because you know this is like what I ended up praying to God too and no I didn't go to God with this poem saying like God what are you going to do about it or like God like here it is you know like it's not like I went to God like that but then I let myself be vulnerable in my pain with God again and asked him to just receive me and just allow me to admit to myself, God, this is where I am. And thank you for loving me still, even though it is taking me a while to fully heal of everything that I went through. And I trust that whether it takes the next 15 years of my life or I don't know, the next 15 days, um, that with my pain, I would be able to draw closer to him that you know not in like a weird sense of my pain drawing me closer to God in the sense of like because I have nothing else to lean on you know like I go to him but then in a sense of like God love you love me even when I'm broken and even when I'm well and if anything God like you are who will you know what I mean like be there for me more and your presence will be even more known to me I mean when I am in my brokenness and I see that and I can only look to you for ultimate healing and yeah like it made me just think a lot you guys like after I wrote this and not I not only like recited this to like my friends just to share and get their feedback but also when I prayed this to God and let him see where I am just open up my wounds again so I hope that you guys can also do that with your own pains in your life. We all went through different journeys and different struggles. And I want to, you know, give a gentle reminder to you guys as I am on this path as well. Like if you feel that there are like some areas of your life where like 
you still have not fully healed and it's just like rotting inside you like never be afraid to bring that up over and over again to god because no matter how other humans in your life may have responded to you god is different right god is always going to receive you in your brokenness in your wholeness no matter what state that's the unconditional love of god and that's a part of god that's you know like the truth about god it's a characteristic of god that i am rediscovering for myself this season um so yeah like i encourage you guys to be reminded of that and for you to never feel like you are bothering god i know that's something that the enemy has put in my head over and over again you know you're annoying to god when you tell this to him you know like you're an inconvenience to god for saying the same thing over and over you know like god it is only when we present to god that we are open to being vulnerable with him that he will heal us right like if we don't want to be healed god is not going to but if you are open with your heart and willing to let god do the work then he will it's the only step to get well and i don't know i'm kind of at a point right now where like with everything i've gone through i just really want to try for the first time relying on god and just god to really fully heal and i think i tried that like a couple times in life and i don't i forgot how long it lasted but I would always be seeking other ways. And that's okay too. God gives us those resources in life. You know, it's not always like direct interaction with him that leads to healing, but I don't know. I'm kind of in like the path right now of trying that out and seeing where that goes and having faith as best as I can about God's power to heal. And so doesn't matter what your pain's about bring it up to God, right? Like he knows all anyway. Okay, so that is the episode for today. And I hope that, you know, like you guys can go write your own poem. Doesn't have to be about pain, but write your own poem to God. See what you guys come up with. I know I'm not like everyone's a poet, but like, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. Just like it's for you. See what happens when you like try to make a poem. Anyway, I will see you guys I always do this. I will talk to you guys tomorrow and hope you have a beautiful, beautiful Monday. Bye.